0: Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl, and uh, I probably shouldn't have tried to make you laugh right before I started. I
1: I thought you were you were going to wait a couple more seconds. After
0: no, that. I wasn't. I'm a dick. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the episode or the show. <laughs> this episode four eighteen, uh, certified infamous best movies of twenty twenty three. The second. At most looked forward to episode that y'all look forward to every year is our our best our best of movie list, um, just like TV. Daryl, same rules, vault rules apply. Um, top five movies, three honorable mentions. Um, yeah.
1: Anything else? Sweet. How you doing? Uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm doing very well. My Michigan Wolverines brought home the national championship Monday. Yeah. Which was- ah that was so awesome i'm still riding high on that Uh, i will be for i will be till september let's be honest yeah until the new season starts yeah so it's awesome and also coming out uh the odds are that there are some very good odds that harbaugh is going to return as the michigan coach and not go to the nfl i don't know why he would go to the nfl yeah yeah i mean You you basically can set yourself up as the god king of college football. Nick Saban just retired. Yeah, lowercase so G, lower, lowercase K. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, jerseys <laughs> is the real one, god king. When we're no, talking it's about the that Jeremy thing. Boring thing when he's like. You know, oh, the yeah, the God King, remember? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Whatever yeah, a little bit. my bad. My bad. So um but yeah, yeah, as a Michigan fan, I mean we're not gonna we're not gonna even talk about Michigan basketball, but we're talking about Michigan football right now. So yeah. I'm very I'm doing very well. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm
0: well. Um oh excuse me. <clears throat> uh it was a long week. Uh I'm glad it's over. I'm glad we're gonna talk about movies. Um, I'm glad we're going to talk about the stellar season finale of Monarch in the stellar penultimate episode of Reacher. Um, but yeah, but before that, we're we so we're doing our top five movies in this movie. You know what? We're gonna talk about this French film that just came out called The Three Musketeers, part one d'Artagnan, 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 the story of Charles d'Artagnan. Um, <laughs> but uh. We, like we were going to talk about it like a little bit here in the in the vamp um section of the show where we're just vamping vamp 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 um but just real quick we're like let's just give it scores and let's just hop right into to monarch um cuz I watched it last night after you raved about it um so out of 10 all for ones all for loves Um, Rod Stewart, uh, Brian Adams, and
1: uh, (laughs) Oh, All for love. I was about to say, okay, uh, 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 Jamie.
0: Don't you you remember at the end of the Disney Three Musketeers with Kiefer Sutherland and Oliver Platt and Charlie Sheen and Chris O'Donnell?
1: The song? No. Do it
0: all for one, all for love.
1: I guess Game of Thrones is in my head now since we started it. Uh, uh, we restarted. And the last thing you hear is the things I do for
0: love. As Before. you push a tiny little boy out the window to make him a cripple. Yeah, But you yes. know what? He would definitely steal a cripple's girl and fight a cripple. So he's not a coward like <laughs> oh, Tim absolutely. Riggins. Not a cowardly like <laughs> Tim Riggins at all. Not only did he make a cripple, but he'd steal a cripple's girl and fight a cripple. So, But karma is a piatch for him. I mean you know he loses his sword hand he has to play the stranger for the rest of his life whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway um but okay so just real quick out of 10 what do you give um this this French movie
1: uh it's the first French movie I've ever really watched I really think. it oh, is yeah oh I got I mean I watch a lot of yeah, I watch a lot of international yeah. movies, usually South Korean, Japanese. But I give this and, and I was trying to lower it because again, it's fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. But I I have to get it's a for me, it's a seven point five out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: yeah, I went I, I, I honestly I just I went like six and a half. I thought it was great. I loved it. Not loved it, but I really liked it. I'm excited for the second part that comes out later this year. Um and uh, what I really liked was uh, Francisco Civil, Saval, uh, who played D'Artagnan. I thought he was great. He did a great oh, job yeah. just carrying this movie. Um, the only name like American audiences would probably even know is uh, well, there's two Vincent Castle and Eve Green or Eva Green. So, yeah. Yep. But um, Vincent Castle was also great as. Um, Athos. Athos I wanted to say I wanted to say Artemis it's like wait a second no wrong <laughs> but no he was he was really good as Athos um, I really liked him um, and the relationship his character like you know that he had with um, D'Artagnan but we'll dig deeper into that when we get to the top fives but you know just kind of like last week we had some things that we saw and just wanted to talk about um, we uh, we did that so all right you ready to hop right in Let's do this. Let's do it. Monarch. Uh, Legacy of Monsters, episode 10, the season one finale, Beyond Logic. Uh, Once again, directed by Andy Goddard. This episode was written by um, co-showrunner Chris Black, Um, whereas last week was um, Matt Fraction. Um, This week was Chris Black's turn. And uh, so now 2015 is the past. Or no, I guess 2015 is still the present, and then 2017 is the future. Yes, that is true. Cool. So, um, so let's just get it out of the way. Out of five Y-Shall why why, why wise? What, what do you give this? I give it a 4.1. Nice. I went 4.15, and that is not a 4.1 that I wrote down there. I wrote 6.1. Um, yeah, I went wow. 4.15. Um but no, when I typed yours in I wrote I wrote six point one by mistake. Uh, because last week, which I really liked the penultimate, I went four point oh one. And so I, I just like, I thought as far as like moving, again, moving the story forward, tying off some loose ends, making a whole new loose end that we're gonna have to see. and, and then like, moving beyond monarch. Plus, we got to see, you know, the king himself. Um, I thought I, th- I thought this was a great season finale.
1: Yeah, I for all those reasons, I can't, I'm not going to even add more. But I agree with you. The way it wrapped things up, but also opened up a new chapter to explore. Mm-hmm. If they go that route, yeah, it's very interesting because again season finales for just in general i don't i won't say they necessarily make or break but they can absolutely affect what you think about the finish it's like a book a book is great and then you get to an ending and you're like this you
0: suck you were just talking about game of thrones talk about the series yeah. finale of game of thrones i mean that ruined the show for a lot of people
1: oh yeah it did so. it, and again i we both agree in the sense of the last two seasons they're absolutely rushed and there were definitely issues, but we didn't look at it as hard as, like, it doesn't ruin the c- series for me. But I like agree. you said, there's a lot of people, a lot of people they that have said, again, I understand that people are hyperbolic as well. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people say, oh, this ruined it for me. For a series, a whole series, no, not necessarily for me, personally. Yeah, but, yeah. It, like, for one season, there absolutely could be, like... I mean, season seven of
0: Game of Thrones was... was- objectively bad it had some
1: great stuff but it It, but like as a season it was objectively bad well i I won't say necessarily say that but my biggest issue was the fast travel stuff yeah which they had done so well yeah they had done so well for the first several seasons showing you that hey westeros is a big ass place Mm -hmm. and now westeros is like going down to the corner market Mm -hmm. it it that, that that in and itself, other than, and there were, yes, there were narrative some mate some big narrative issues too, but I really appreciated Monarch and how Monarch wrapped things up with a bow at the same time. Yeah. It's saying, hey, we still have some story to tell.
0: Right. Right. I, I just, I, I, I cannot get over how good this, this show looks from from just a a production standpoint i i feel like the writing was really spot on um and then at at the end of the day like they gave us a really fun show that like came out of a middling to fair movie franchise
1: yeah yes and what you just said the middling to fair because again for all as much as I we all love monsters and kaiju and you know big ass battles, overall the movies just other than those battles, the movies for me, mm-hmm. especially the last one, did not have anything where it was it, it's more like, okay, let me fast forward to watch the monsters fight, or as Wantanabe says, let them fight. Let them fight. But this this gave us because again, this is more about the characters. Mm-hmm than the monsters but it does what the movies couldn't do it makes me interested in not all of the characters you know we've talked about as we've reviewed not all the characters are created equal in the sense of thinking they're interesting or good right but there's enough good stuff and good relationships here especially this episode where you see um kiko realized what happened to her and just that emotional just oh yeah man, talk about feeling bad for her the loss that, of bill the way the loss of bill hit yeah. her
0: that was crazy yeah. it was like wow like i think that broke lee's heart
1: a little bit too yeah it absolutely did that like that part right there And I'm going to talk more about uh, another kaiju movie that does this great in our best of as far as making Mm -hmm. you feel the emotion of the characters. Yeah. And I thought, and this was one of the, that was one of my favorite scenes, uh, just because it took, they took their time. Mm -hmm. They didn't just say, okay, this is what happened. Let's move forward. Yeah. But they took, took their time and allowed her, allowed you to see Kiko's reaction. And that just crushing emotion of losing her partner losing her husband but also knowing that she missed everything about her son right. growing up I mean, it was heartbreaking yeah and uh i will say at the end
0: i may or may not have got uh, had a dusty apartment there for for a few seconds uh yeah i mean that was rough yeah but, um but still very very cool. Um but yeah, I, I here's the thing. Um it looks like Dominic Tipper is going to join the cast for season 2, which and I'm yep. all in for that. I'm all uh, because yes. she is great. She killed it on The Expanse even with the uh the extended uh role that they gave Naomi that wasn't from the book, you know? Mhm. And, yeah. you know, it was – she's just a great actress. I'm, I'm happy to see her in another, like, big, big thing. Um, and especially playing a bad guy. Or, you know, let, let's not say a bad guy. Let's say a, a, a character with questionable moral ethics that we don't know where they are yet, where they stand. Right. Like, yes. I think that's a fair way to look at it. Um, you know, I, I really like the end when they came into tw- uh, 2017. Uh, at the very end there and they were at the apex cybernetics research station skull island uh it's like yes 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 this is so
1: cool and, and you uh, see the grandfather Kong yeah or, I don't know I don't know the actual name yeah
0: so I don't know, I don't they, know just, name, they, but, they just they they just said evacuates as Kong approaches in the so I mean that's Kong. Um but I mean we're so here's the thing it's like what happens in Godzilla or X kink uh, kong x godzilla i don't remember which version which uh, order it goes in but uh it, it's tying into the, the show is going to tie into it right yeah which is cool and in, in kind of like so like disney slash marvel take a look at what like Le- legendary films and legendary television is doing here they're working together um and then they are going to go ahead and 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 just use one series to tie in to the movies, yeah. But then they also went back and like they're not changing things about the movies really, like no. they're enhancing things. Like the the whole like Hollow Earth thing has definitely gotten more interesting, um, absolutely. And you know, the other thing is like now I now I kind of need to go back and watch Godzilla versus Kong.
1: Yeah, I want to cuz that's back the only one I didn't those, watch
0: yeah. during this season. Um just for time, you know, I just didn't have time to, to watch it. Um but so when they were in the when they were in the the upside down or Axis Mundi, that's actually the name. It has a name. It's Axis <laughs> Monday, But uh that's what Kate, uh, Kiko named it. Um but they're trying to lure a uh, a titan from earth to come back through. And instead, they lure an ion dragon, which was really cool um, to see the dragon and the way it was. And then, but like Godzilla finally comes through, and man, he has no situational awareness, none whatsoever. <laughs> like he just walks through the, the 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 portal, like, "Hey, what's happening here? What's up, guys?" And then the the ion dragon like just chomps down on him. He's like, "Oh, nuts." <laughs> And, like, he's got to fight another flying goddamn monster. And, yeah. you know, he he's trying to power up. And um, he totally, the, the ion Dragon totally Shin, Shinsuke Nakamura slash oscar would him um, with some mist to the eyes. <laughs> and uh, and then got in a few good shots. But in true Kong fashion, or sorry, Godzilla fashion, you know, he kind of played with his food for a little bit. Uh, the ion Dragon fucked around and found out. Got his arms ripped off. Yep got thrown across the way. And then when his head got thrown through the portal, it, you know, activated the, uh, the Hoover vacuum functionality of the portal and started sucking everything through. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, of course, you know, something had to go wrong. So Shaw had to get out of the little pod and then, um, you know, then he had to, uh, You know he's now he's back in the in Axis Monday by himself.
1: Yeah. So which again, I don't know if this is because we've seen this and we when if you don't see the death
0: are they really? I mean,
1: I was wrong about Russo in you know Reacher. Yeah, rewatching it, I saw his eyes. It's like yeah, yeah. I went back and rewatched it.
0: I was like, damn it, I was wrong.
1: (laughs) But. In but. this case, I mean it's it's t- it'd be very tough for him to survive that fall. But again, we're talking about gravitational stuff, and everything can be a little twitchy. Yeah, doesn't necessarily follow the laws of physics as we know them. Right. So who knows what happened to him? Yeah. So yeah. Uh,
0: overall, excellent, excellent season finale. Um, they have not announced season two yet, but Apple is not quick. With the season two or the the next season updates, you know what I mean? Um, so, but I can't imagine. I mean, this was, this got a ton of critical praise. Um, everyone I've talked to who's watched it, liked it, except for one person. But they liked the Marvels, so they don't get an opinion on things anymore. Seriously? Yeah. Okay, um, yeah and it's like oh well that's fine just delete my number um, <laughs> so uh, i'm a little more harsh than you when it comes to that <laughs> anyway but uh, but yeah so th- this was cool i'm i'm excited for, excited for more and we'll see excuse me where it goes from there all right reach your time reach your time like instead of co- it's clobbering time, it's reacher time, right? Yeah. So
1: let's let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> nobody, I mean, he, he could nobody, a- nobody
0: messes with the special investigators. <laughs> yeah,
1: he could play a good bit, Ben Grimm.
0: You know, they wouldn't even have to put him like in a costume. No, <laughs> they could just paint him orange and and like kind of draw some rocks on there.
1: Yeah. Hey, I've seen people. I've seen uh, social media people who do that stuff, like body art, and it's like, wow, just the talent level of some people yeah. with that stuff. So, cool, cool, cool. Um,
0: yeah, that that yeah that there are people who could do that, but you know, he'd have to stay like super big, which I don't think he really wants to do all the time. But uh, right. this episode is called "The Man Goes Through." Uh, directed by Julian Holmes, written by Penny Cox and Lillian Wang. Lillian. Hello, Philip. Um, and, oh, I did not update the summary in the show notes for you. My bad. My bad. Um, so they this picks up pretty much right where it left off. Um, oh, shoot. Um, Where they decided to send Marlo and Jane to a place that, um, Dixon knew in, uh, in Buffalo. And was it Buffalo? Yeah, yeah. Buffalo. Where, uh, she had stayed at a place and, you know, obviously the guy loved her and, you know, wanted to marry her and <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but, but yeah, it was, uh, it was really, really good, um, uh, or really it was real it was a really funny like kind of story. She's like, oh yeah, no, I know a guy. <laughs> and yeah. you know, it's just like one of those things. But uh, so they do that. Um they they then um kind of split up where Dixon and O'Donnell stay to make sure that Marlowe and Jane get off, whereas uh um Reacher and uh Neely go after marsh um russo's boss and that was such a cool scene um where he's like you wait out here i'm gonna go in and, and question him and like dude had a bag full of like just a bag full right of cash yeah. and it's like he's like well i didn't think they were gonna kill him it's like really you knew yeah. he wasn't going to take
1: a bribe. What did you think they were going to do? Yeah. And, uh, like, you know, that guy, like, that was a great scene last week with him and Russo. Mm-hmm. And we talked, you know, we talked a little bit about Russo. Could, it should have been a little bit quicker getting out of Dodge with yeah. when they dropped off the kid. Right. But, yeah. I, it, like, Marsh saying, I didn't know what was yeah. going to happen. Right.
0: No, you, you just knew. Told you didn't care. So,
1: the thing is you just told Russo that these guys are not the guys, the people you say no to. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he, he got what he deserved. And like Neely said, Reacher made it hurt. Yeah. Probably not enough, but Hey, you know what?
0: I think he was going to make it hurt more, but then Marsh went for the gun. Um, and it was really impressive. The shot. Cause he was going for the gun and he got him in the side of the head on the way down. Yeah. Um, And then uh, I thought he was going to take the whole bag. I really did. Yeah. Um, But he just took one of the rolls and he tosses it to Neely on the way out. Here we're even. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When he
1: picked it, I was like, oh, I know he's got to give it to Neely. Yeah. Like right before you. I was like, he's giving that to Neely.
0: But uh, Marsh did let him know about um, like kind of what was happening with the chips and the missiles and that – um, the hitman, the hitman the hit that they hit with the car, was still alive, um, and in the hospital. And, and so Reacher and Neely then go to the hospital, and they get in, and they torture the dude with a goddamn catheter balloon.
1: Yes. Now it, it it's this is the thing. One of the things I like about Reacher is that he is absolutely merciless towards bad people oh yeah that's what I absolutely that's one of the things you think back to the movies of the 80s and stuff like you know the movies like with death with with Charles Bronson right or the dirty hairy movies those are the type of heroes we grew up with where if you're on the wrong if you're on, if you're the bad guy no you don't get mercy no you, you but and I, that's what I love about so
0: here readers. is my favorite part about the scene and, and a lot of people probably missed it but they walk in Neely takes the heart monitor off of him and puts it on herself
1: yes like lo- yeah
0: it, it's just like details matter right they yes. know that they're gonna torture this guy and his heart rate's going to go through the roof which is gonna bring attention at the nurses station yeah
1: I, I that and was a great touch it yeah. was
0: just such a nice little touch there and so then uh you know um th- th- probably my favorite line of the season is when he's covering Grant's mouth and he takes it away and he puts his hand on his throat and he says, if you scream, I'm going to rip your throat out. And it's not that I can't do it, but you're going to think, oh, my God, he did it. Or, oh, wow, he really did it. Or actually
1: did it, whatever. That's the last thought you're going to but yeah, I lo- that lot li- because you sent me that line yeah. without context, and then right. When I, well, yeah, when I mean, that was it,
0: that was the point, right? It, is, oh my gosh, like, it was this, so good. This, this yeah. is why our friendship works is because we can do shit like this, and like, I'm not spoiling anything for you. I'm not right. like, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not going over, I'm not, you know, it's nothing, it's just a you know, um, yeah, I said, and you'll think, wow, he actually did it, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, yeah, it was so good. I mean, it was just like, as far as a torture scene goes, it was, um, it was like the antithesis of every torture scene from 24, right? The scenes from 24 were this like gross, like Guantanamo Bay style torture where it's like, you're definitely just going to kill the guy cause you're going to go too far and, Really, what they were gonna do to him most is fill his bladder with air and pop it. Yeah, which is painful, but not something you'll necessarily die from, especially because you're already in a hospital, right? Yeah. Um, but they get all the information they can out of him, and then on the way out, Reacher exacts some revenge for Russo um, and fills the uh, the IV with air which causes an embolism and washes grant die. Um, yeah. And then they walk out of the room. Uh, and so as they're leaving though, they see another hitman who's like kind of dressed as a doctor, but again, details matter. And, yeah. uh, he's like only, and Neely calls it out. Yeah. And, yeah. and Neely calls it out. And he goes, yeah, only nurses carry paper tape. Um, cause nobody walks around with a steth- stethoscope around their neck. That's like just something you yeah. see in the movies. Um, and so they run off. Uh, the hitman runs off and, and they start fight. They Neely finds him. Great fight. I thought Neely was going to get more hurt than she did because um, she took a bone saw to the arm. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, Reacher comes in and just yeets the guy across the room and then, like, knocks him down, unfortunately, onto the bone saw, which is not turned on at the time. Just like, it's like you know, he He's like, it.
1: man, I wanted to question him. Yeah.
0: Like, and I loved Alan's reaction, like the way he reacted to that. He was like, like kind of like, "Mm, he's dead. I don't really care, but I kind of wanted to question him. Um, But yeah, so all of that was really good. Um, And again, he has the phone and he calls, he calls Langston and Langston's like, well, you know, we're not as dumb as you think we are.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Which it was a nice change of face. It it really was. Reacher has had, you know, Reacher has, you know, Pulled the wool over, well, not actually Langston, but any of the minions he sent. So Langston got some of that back, where he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, we did this with Russo's car, and guess who we ran into?" And the whole time he's playing with um O'Connell's, you know, brass nuts. Yeah, which is, I, I don't think I realized his, uh, until. Oh yeah, yeah, he was holding them when he was after talking the him. fact. Yeah. I'm like, because I'm thinking, like, why didn't you? Know, we never saw Reacher call mm-hmm. O'Connell. Was it O'Connell, yeah, O'Connell. yeah, O'Connell, O'Donnell, or O'Donnell. Uh, or or Donald, or or Dixon, yeah, right. And then I I think back, and then I was thinking back, I was like, oh no, we we saw that it wasn't just a play because he had the brass knuck. So yeah.
0: so um and so he agrees to turn to train himself for the two of them, um and he lies and says Neely got killed by the hitman, um, yeah, which was like he like quit goat thinking again, like because he's really smart. Um, and so they agree to meet and he's like, well, it'll have to be later tonight. You know, he's like giving himself time. Um, yeah. but then they're torturing O'Donnell and, uh, you know, beating him up with his, his, his own toy, his little toy and his little knife. Um, and then they've got to go and stab Sorrenda Like what the like hell right now? Like, like, why would yeah. you do that to her? She's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> they, they They're going to pay for that. <laughs> Uh oh yeah. They're gonna pay yeah. with their lives. Their lives. Um and you know, so Reacher spends the day like kind of getting his ducks in a row. They paid some teenagers to go and, and drink beer and listen to music right by the uh the the fence and they to see what they can learn about the security and stuff like that. And he called Senator Lavoie and requested his his um security team, which I which thought was I'm, pretty
1: cool. Yeah. Uh, two was it two seals and a ranger yeah so i'm i'm looking for i'm thinking that it's gonna be a banger of a finale mm-hmm. a lot of dead bodies flying around it's well it's called flyboy so
0: somebody's definitely to somebody's out of helicopter i was just so, about to say yeah somebody's going out um, of helicopter but yeah pretty again, sure I know who. the 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 yeah, right the uh the look on this show the acting on this show it's all like really 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 good Um, I'm so excited that season three is in production right now. Hopefully we're not gonna have to wait terribly long. Um, and here's the thing, if they could put out like two rounds of eight episodes, like every eight, eight months or so, you know, that's perfect. That would be perfect. That would, I mean, like that, that's a lot of, that's a lot of show for them to do. But at the same time, like the show is not, it, it doesn't look like it's so expensive to make. Like, it's not like The Expanse, right? There's not a lot right. of special oh, yeah. effects. There's a lot of stunts, yeah. you know, and, and things like that. And those aren't cheap. And, and there's explosions here and there. But for the most part, it's a dude with a limited wardrobe walking around <laughs> helping people. Like, yeah, you know, um, I tell you what, though. This makes me want to, li- like, watching this This season makes me want to go listen to some of Lee Child's books.
1: Yeah, I, I'm curious to, I was in the bookstore a couple weeks ago, and i I actually only read the foreword and how he got into writing in the Mm -hmm. first place was a very interesting story, but I do want to, I kind of want to check out the Reacher books now. Not kind of, I definitely want to check out the Reacher book. So, I mean, yeah, I don't, I also
0: think it's cool that a lot of the people from the show came from, um, breakout Kings.
1: Yeah. I just saw her post on that. Surrender Swan. Yep. Which I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, but um, because I mean Nick uh,
0: Nick Santora, the the showrunner, creator, whatever, or the guy who adapted Reacher, like he that was his show, so you know, okay, it's just one of those things. You go with the people you know. Um, oh, okay, but uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's really, really, really cool. Um, did we get a rating of this? We did not yet because okay. uh, I wasn't ready to move on, but we can. Um. So, out of five, out of and you'll think, "Wow, he actually did it." What do you give this one?
1: <laughs> I give this a four point five five. Wow, I went four point nine one. You're loving it. I love this season. I love, I love it, it too it so Don't much. Me wrong. I mean, like, <laughs>
0: but, but I'm usually because I'm like the critic between the two of us. I'm like, <laughs> but- I'm the one who's way harsher on things. But, but yeah, I
1: would say not recently. It's like more less like more recently. Well, it's because there's stuff I actually like, like there's stuff out that
0: I, that I actually really have enjoyed and that's very rare lately.
1: So. But yeah, this was, uh, as you said in the text after you watched it, the perfect penultimate episode.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I'm so, I'm so ready for the, uh, the finale it's it's
1: not even funny yeah me too I, It's it'll be sad that the 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 season's over but again looking forward to season three i'm so i'm I was so happy of what was it last month where he showed that they were already in production of season three. Yeah, and not it, was, it was like a, it was like a, a before. It was like
0: right after. The other cool thing is this: this show's already like with the first. So the ratings came out. The first three episodes had almost as many watch minutes as the entire first season. That's crazy. Which I think is pretty awesome. Here's the other thing that I find interesting: is do you know who Rory Cochran is? The actor. No. So he played that Slater. That He played Slater in Days and Confused. Um, okay. Like the long-haired stoner guy. He was in Empire Records. He was the guy who took all the money and gambled it away. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. He's been in a ton of stuff. So he was supposed to play Langston.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. It would have been
0: so interesting to have a younger Langston in, in there. You know, like Robert Patrick is great. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But it's like kind of like Roy... Roy Cochran has that like like crazy, like devil make care, like look about him. And mm-hmm. like to see someone who is like that, but also like looks like that and acts like that, but then is also very calculating. Um, it would have been it would have been really interesting to see. But regardless, um, this season has been great. All right. Oh, absolutely. Let's uh Let's get on to the, now it's time for the main event. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, you know the rules, five episodes, or sorry, five movies, three um, honorable mentions. Um, Let's see, in in the five, we have one. Wow, in our top fives, like total, like top fives, we only have one crossover. And we don't have any crossovers in our honorable mentions. We have, yeah, we have crossovers. But two of your honorable
1: mentions are in my top five. Yeah. So this was. Let's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was about to say, this was, this to me, I thought it was going to be simpler than the movies until I actually got down to it. Because there were, there were several movies that, I mean, it was a coin flip on, yeah, what i was going to put on the honorable mention and i had and there was a couple movies i thought i mean for the longest time i thought there was a movie on my honorable mentions i was like oh this is a definitely a top five yeah movie but i kind of reevaluated how i was looking at movies and what a top five is to me well of your top five before
0: yesterday i'd only seen one mm -hmm. one of them (laughs) so I've that now seen true, two yeah. of them. I've seen two of them now and I could have watched any of them at any given time. Um, except for minus one, just cause I missed it in the theater. Um, yeah, but so our, I've, uh, our top five. Yeah, I've seen Oh, sorry. everything
1: on, on your, on all yours. I've seen all of yours. Yeah.
0: So, um, so the top five, the, the crossover we had was anyone, but you, we, we talked about it last week. um, this is a great like return to uh to like the fun romantic comedy hopefully they make more of these in the theater uh it was a 25 million dollar budget it looks like it made 63 million so far so i mean it's definitely in like break-even territory um Mm -hmm. it's it's probably in around 100 million um you know when that's all said and done uh, but yeah, so I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's like, yes, we we need we need more, more. Yeah, stuff it, like was, this. it was
1: a really feel good, uh, look good Sydney Sweeney. Yeah. Uh, oh, gotta be Glenn Powell too. Let's be honest, uh, yeah, Glenn Powell. You know, he's fine, but like Sydney, you know. So yeah, you know. <laughs> I really enjoyed. It. Like it was a really fun movie. And again, I'm a rom com guy. Yeah. But there hasn't been any that have been really out there the last few years that I that I've seen or even heard yeah. of that drew my interest. So watching this one, it, it was a lot of fun, and it's one of those things I I absolutely are going to watch again. Again, that's part of the criteria right. for me. One of the biggest criteria is how rewatchable something is. I
0: for me that works for everything but one movie on my list. Yes, but and that, but, and that was uh, one of I, the yeah. reasons.
1: Yeah, yeah. So where yeah, absolutely. But
0: all right, uh, okay. So let's go into yours. Just your top five. Go ahead and and grab one.
1: First one, and again, this is no particular order. There's no way I could do the particular order because again, it just yeah. changes with right. how I'm feeling. So I'm just gonna go with Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I was one. Of, I was a huge fan of the first one, Into the Spider-Verse. Even though when I first saw the trailer or when it came out, like a year before the movie, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, whatever. Took me a while when I watched the movie, like the first ten minutes, to get used to the animation. But I, I ended up loving, into the Spider Verse, across the Spider Verse, takes everything up to eleven, but in a way that doesn't make it a mess of a film. Which, yeah. again, going by the trailer, I was wasn't really interested because I thought it was going to be overkill with all these Spider Man and all this. They you know they have basically a, a world of Spider Man but it makes sense in the movie. And that's not, that's only a that's a very small part of the movie. Is it still on Netflix? Uh, Yes, it is. Uh, It was great where you, you, you get introduced to a bunch of the Spider-Man, like Spider-Man India, you know, you get, you get a Ben Parker, you get a T-Rex spider. It's great. But again, the story revolves around Miles Morales mostly and him and Gwen and, Oh, also Daniel Kaluuya as Spider-punk who is great as well. It's such a great movie and it and again this is it's a trilogy of movies and this movie absolutely ends up on a cliffhanger of him trying to get back to his world because again this there's a lot of hopping throughout the multiverse. But this is honestly as far as MCU movies go this is the best multiverse MCU movie right now or I don't it's technically not the MCU but what I'm saying yeah, is Yeah, no
0: Marvel. it's the it's the Sony Spider-Verse. Like Right. Yeah, this this has very but, little to do with Marvel. Like
1: Yeah. But really. Com- I, w- I meant to say more of the multiverse in the sense of a comic book movie. Okay, okay. This is this is the best Yeah, that's the best way to say it. Cool. Loved it. I absolutely yeah. loved it.
0: Nice. Yeah, if it's still on Netflix I, I mean I was I did not I did not have the same affinity for the first one that you had. Um, right i liked the animation and that's kind of where it stopped for what i liked about it um but you know i just like i don't know it was fine like it wasn't to me i didn't think it was good or bad it was just there you know mm-hmm. um but yeah so which is why i wasn't like super excited to watch this one
1: yeah also the uh, addition of oscar isaacs is miguel o'hara yeah incredible yeah like great cool awesome all right. Uh
0: so my first one um is the best movie I saw this year, but it wasn't my favorite movie. Is how I keep describing it was Oppenheimer. And it is the one exception on my list. Um because mm-hmm. like as as big of a critic of Christopher Nolan that I am, I think from the technical filmmaking and the story and for how he adopted the book um that the, that he based this this kind of history off of, uh this was just a master class in filmmaking and acting and writing. Um obviously Killian Murphy was Cillian Murphy was amazing as Oppenheimer. Uh RDJ was kind of almost unrecognizable in, in the mm-hmm. movie. Um and, you know, like the the was it Emily Blunt and uh Florence Hughes, uh Pew, sorry, pew were were great just supporting characters to show like how damaged and and you know what's the word i'm looking for um uh, not damaged necessarily but just how uh yeah no broken Oppenheimer really was and 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 mm-hmm. you know honestly like surprisingly his uh his motivations for not wanting to make the bomb which I think is what made it where, like, because they had no idea if they were going to set the uh, the atmosphere on fire. You know, mm-hmm. they 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 yeah. they were like, well, you know, it's uh, it's a be- it's a better than zero. Which you know, for a lot of people, they're like, <laughs> well, then no, let's uh, yeah.
1: You know. Matt Dane was great in that. Yes, and I agree. One hundred percent agree with you. This is the best movie. The best movie I've seen. It just. I couldn't keep it in my mind be, just because of my criteria. Again, my criteria for my top five. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, the acting was just phenomenal. Yeah. Effects. I mean, just, you, you go through just the direction, list, right? Yeah. All yeah. Of it. it was so. a phenomenally made movie. And yes, if I'm just saying the best movie, not yeah. my favorite, this would absolutely be number one on my list. Josh Hartnett, Hartnett as uh, Ernest yeah. Lawrence.
0: Unrecognizable. Great. Casey Alden, Affleck. Alden and
1: Aaron Wright. Great. Was great.
0: Rami Malik, who I think steals most scenes that he's in. You know, great. Jason Clark, you know, even though he looked like he was made out of plastic for some weird reason. Great. Oh, God. You know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> some of the aging stuff was yeah. not well done. No. Well, I mean, I think part of that is because it was black and white. Um, David yeah. Krumholtz. I-, I think, like, probably should get. An Oscar for Best Supporting Actor.
1: Yeah, it brilliantly done movie. So, yeah. I will watch it again. Don't get me wrong, but it's it it's not rewatchable enough for me to put in my top five or on them. That's the and only reason. I get reason. that. That's I get that. Yeah. I just like
0: for me, but, there was no way I wasn't going to include this in my list because
1: yeah. I, I felt so strongly about about how the exceptionalism of the film. And That's fair because I I 100% agree it's the best movie I've seen this year or in 2023. 100%. Cool. All right, your next movie. Let's do this. The next movie is what we talked about it a little bit earlier and I usually don't like doing this because this is the definition
0: of recency bias by the way. Recency (laughs) bias.
1: You say that and I I, I tend to agree however, Uh, this is the difference is when I, if you, if I look at my top five the one thing I have in com they all have in common is I was grinning like an idiot. Yeah. For half to most of the movie. Well, we know I was one- grinning grinning like an yeah. idiot for anyone but you. <laughs> so it's actually one of the reasons why I took Guardians three off. Yeah. Because there was a lot of moments in that movie where I wasn't smiling. You just roll all.
0: your eyes like, oh god, no, going, it, really? it was
1: just the, the emotional toll. So, <laughs> I mean again this is like splitting hairs honestly but yeah. three musketeers part one d'artagnan yeah or d'artagnan d'artagnan I, i'm pretty sure it's my first ever french film like truly french well no brotherhood of the wolf uh brotherhood of the wolf is an excellent movie oh god i love Brotherhood. excellent of the wolf. uh
0: a great love a great french film for you to watch it's called la Jetée, or the jetty it is what they base 12 monkeys off of oh uh, is that
1: – I'm going to have to – You're going to have to find it. Let, um,
0: I don't think yeah. it's streaming anywhere. It was on Amazon for a minute. I don't know if it's still there or not. But uh, the the fun thing about it is it's a, just a series of still photographs, and your mind mm-hmm. makes everything move. Like there's nothing that actually moves on the screen. Okay, that's really unique. It's super unique. It's from like – I want to say like 1940 something. That's very interesting. Um, uh, 1962. Oh, very interesting. So, but yes, it's a it's so good, um, and it's got like weird subliminal things in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but and there's like the cast is what one two three four five seven eight people total. <laughs> That's it.
1: So back to yeah. D'Artagnan. Sorry, D'Artagnan is. I thought, thought, and again, you mentioned that, you know, the actor that plays D'Artagnan mm-hmm. was just Fair. so well cast. Yes. did such a great job. Vincent Castle as well. Yeah. And just the camaraderie between the four throughout the film and, you know, D'Artagnan talking with, uh, you know, his love, mm-hmm. going to that flirtationship that he had with, uh, what was her name? Con- Constance or uh, something along uh, those lines? Yeah,
0: it was?
1: Yeah, Constance. Yeah, the so. intrigue about the you know the stuff between the Protestants and just the, the little political machinations and how Milady fits into all this, you know Eva Green's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the sword fighting was great. You know, sometimes there was a jump like sometimes it like the movement of the camera when you know, with the action sequences could have been settled down just a little bit, but that added to the chaos of, you know that type of fighting. I but again, it's like is this a movie I could see myself watching over and over yes, again? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So I, I almost didn't put it on there just for the simple fact that I just saw it yesterday. Sure. And, but then I said, you know what though? I, and this is where I, I, I was moving things around. Why it took me so long to get these to you. Mm-hmm. I asked that question to myself of, yeah, how much am I, would I watch this movie or will I watch? Cause I'm absolutely buying this movie. I'll yeah, I just, I bought it. I didn't rent it. I just bought it. I paid the Yeah, I, I probably part. should have bought so. rent it bought it. But I, I might see if they have when part two comes out, if they're gonna have a two pack or uh, something maybe. like that. But uh yeah, the other one is I really liked
0: night. I liked uh, Pio uh Marmai as uh Porthos. Like he was yes. like in the guy that played it, Roman Duras as Aramis. I mean like all four of the quote musketeers were were great. Um you know, and, and I love Eva Green. Eva Green is so like yes. she's the only good thing about that god awful three hundred sequel.
1: Oh, the uh, that took slow motion to another level. Yes. And, the, the, yeah. It's
0: ninety percent slow motion. If you take the slow motion out, the movie's only a minute and twenty two seconds long. Um yes, that one. Okay. Uh cool. All right, so my next one uh, is my favorite movie I saw this year, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Gran Turismo. Um, It took the kid to see it. We both loved it. Uh, We bought it the minute it came out and watched it immediately. I've had it on in the background a couple times since. Um, Is it a good movie? I do not know. Um, But it is a fun movie, and – Neil Blomkamp, Blomkamp did a great, great, great job um with this movie, which it could have come across as like super cheesy and horrible or awful, you know, but it was it was very it was very interesting. Um like I said, I really enjoyed it um a lot. I liked the the way it was shot. I liked the uh The times that it did kind of incorporate the game into the movie, the way they handled it, I I just, yeah. And God, I hate to say this, but I like David Harbour
1: in it. (laughs) I was extremely surprised at this movie. Yeah. This is one of those that absolutely could have made my list. Well, it actually made my honorable mention list. Yeah. Uh, and, again, it's based on a true story, which when you look at Gran Turismo, you think, oh, it's just a video game movie, so it's absolutely going to be bad. But it's actually based on a true story on the Gran Turismo which game. Which I had no not, idea. I did not either. I didn't even know they – because I've never – I mean, I've played Gran Turismo. I've never really
0: owned it. And, like, you know, I am i don't play racing games, like, online against other people. I just like to race and I, yeah, mess no. around and, and build cars. I
1: do too. But yes. – um,
0: The the other part of this is Archie Madewick, Madewick, I don't know how to say his last name. So, um, who played Yon Martinborough? Um, I I think this kid's gonna be a huge star. He's in that Saltburn movie that's tearing it up on Mm -hmm. um on Amazon Prime right now. Um, and then Yon Martinborough did his own driving. Did that he was the which was pretty cool. Which I think is cool. Um, Orlando Bloom somehow aged seventy two years. Oh between, my, yeah. Like, between the Hobbit and, uh, and and
1: this, but you know, hey, <laughs> I thought I actually I mean, thought he was really, really good too. Yeah, but, I thought he was good too. But I, and again, maybe it's because he didn't have facial hair. Because I that he's in that show Carnival Row on yeah. Amazon Prime. Yeah, he's got the big beard. Came out a couple years ago. So I don't know if that made him look younger, and then you know shaving it for this role made you know aged him up because yeah. that show I didn't watch season two that came out last year but two years ago he didn't look that old in that show yeah but again could be the beard yeah but I again this was another movie I actually got it on blu-ray yeah I I really thoroughly enjoyed it uh so much fun for this movie the other one was
0: uh Darren Bennett Barnett who is uh he played Maddie Davis um uh yeah. And he was also in anyone in anyone but you. He was Jonathan, he was Sidney Sweeney, yeah, former fiance. He's got that weird like smile that uh you see his top and bottom teeth when he smiles, and it's it's kind of like terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a shark smiling at you, but <laughs> but like he kind of plays the like the good D bag to be a hundred percent honest, like, right. you know, like not, like he's, he's our scumbag. Yes. Not bashing him or anything like that. Cause like, I am sure he's a perfectly nice man, but yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah. All right. So what do you got next?
1: Super Mario brothers, man. It, again, I, you know, I knew the super Mario brothers games and I've played enough. I wasn't a Nintendo f- uh, guy. I was a Sega and a Sony guy. But I've played enough Mario Brothers, and mm-hmm. I've watched uh, Jess play Mario games on the Switch. This movie, as far as video game movies go, the best I've seen. It, yeah. it, it's so much fun. There are so many little things in there, as far as, as far as you know, Easter eggs for the games, but just some of the jokes they crack, and uh, one of the things people got on in the beginning was Chris Pratt not doing the It's a Me Mario accent. Yeah. But when you see the movie and how they play it out, yeah. it, it makes sense. It I just love this movie. Again, this is one of those movies from almost start to finish, I was grinning like an idiot because it was just me, so much fun. Mario. Uh so much fun. Yeah. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy plays Princess Peach. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just I can't it's one of those movies that you have to see and you're like, especially Mar- if you're a fan of Mario or fan of those 80s type games in general, it's, it's great. And again, it's one of those that, you know, kids like, but also there's a lot of stuff like jokes yeah. in there. Yeah. This is for animated movies that do this where they have the jokes and it's for the kids. But again, they have the jokes where the adults are like, oh, that's you, funny. You and the mean kids the way are, like, like Disney
0: used to do it?
1: Yeah, like so, Disney used to do yeah. it. used to do it used to do it yeah i absolutely love this movie yeah it's so much fun again again bought it on blu-ray yeah awesome
0: cool cool all right my next one is guy ritchie's the covenant um it's, it's guy ritchie's never done a war movie before i mean i guess kind of with uh legend of the sword but uh but this one super timely it's Deals with uh, Joe Biden's um, surrender to the Taliban in Afghanistan and the way he left Americans and, and people who helped our military behind. Um, and then when Jake Gyllenhaal, his character, uh, John Kenley, uh, is involved in an ambush and he's returned back to America um, and he finds out that their translator, Ahmed, did not get out and he needs to get out. And so he's trying to do whatever he can to uh, to get him and his family out of Afghanistan to the point where he goes back and and, and tracks him down and, and, and rescues him and his family. Um, he's great in this. Uh, Anthony Starr, who is Homelander, another unrecognizable turn for him because he's yeah. got dark hair. Is fantastic as the mercenary who helps him. Um yeah, it's shot wonderfully, it's paced wonderfully. Uh Alexander Ludwig is is great in this. Um yeah, it's like Jake Gyllenhaal. This is this is probably my favorite Jake Gyllenhaal movie. And I actually I'm I, I do like Jake Gyllenhaal for the most part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I I, I was shocked by how good this movie was. Um, mm-hmm. and I uh, yeah I love it I think it's great
1: this is one of those movies that up up until what maybe two weeks ago I thought for sure was going to be on my top five Yeah. one of the reasons I took it off and this is kind of weird is that I saw uh, the Kandahar Gerard yeah. Butler's movie that's very similar in mm-hmm. a way that came out around the same time it, it's on I think Amazon Prime and when after I finished Kandahar, I was like, I don't know which movie I like better. It's because Kandahar, I thought it was going to be just kind of like one of those. It's good, but you know, just a popcorn flick that would you know wouldn't watch again. Absolutely going to watch *The Covenant* again. Yeah. I'm going to watch Kandahar again, and they're very similar. I think I do think *Covenant* is a little bit better because I think uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's performance is just just tiny bit better but gerard butler has a relationship with a translator very similar to to uh the covenant yeah so it it was just again there were it was so difficult for me to pare down these movies but i love the covenant too i really really like this movie nice all right what do you got next so we talked about anyone but you. So the final movie on my list is Godzilla minus one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, as I mentioned, when we were talking about Monarch, Godzilla minus one does what no other kaiju movie has done, especially in the, this mon- Godzilla monster verse. It made you care about the characters. <laughs> It, I, you absolutely care about, and, and I, I remember watching a review. I don't know if it was, I don't know who it was that said this. I know Jeremy John said it, but somebody else, I, and I'm not sure if it was film threat or someone else, but they said the same thing. I'm like, oh, come on. This is not going to be the case. Right. And you know, five minutes in, I'm like, oh yeah, we're, I'm not going to care about the 20 minutes in. I'm like, okay, I, I guess I see what they're talking about. Yeah but you know the, the from a special effects standpoint you know based on the budget it was really good you know Godzilla looks a little different he moves a little he look he moves more like the old Godzilla movies mm. not like what we've seen in Monarch and Kong versus Godzilla yeah but still it's, it's you know he has that same power up and everything yeah. and it's again it's this is this is the only one where i can say again i'm still a godzilla stan but don't get me wrong but it's like come on godzilla don't just just you know don't don't kill these people come on just 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 go over here you know i don't I, you know i don't i don't you know these are just the the extras i don't care about them but right. our main characters come on Godzilla, just just let them go yeah. but it, it was so much fun uh it, it it was like i said it was more about the old school and it since it takes place in the 40s and around you know right after world war ii and all this you get more of a sense of the japanese culture and you know how you know how big honor plays in the things and the main character is you know he was a kamikaze pilot yeah that did kamikaze and you know having to redeem him feeling like he failed and he having to redeem himself mm-hmm. and all these people that died and he puts the blame on him and it, it's it's fascinating and again love godzilla But I actually love the characters just as much in this movie. And that's why when this comes out, I'm absolutely buying it. I I can't recommend this enough, especially if you're a Godzilla fan. Yeah. Godzilla minus one.
0: Nice. Cool. All right. My last one, which is also on your honorable mentions, uh, the iron claw. Um, I think this is one of the better biopics that's been put out in a long time. Um, I think A24 was super uh, gracious and respectful of the Von Erich family. And uh, as a wrestling stan, uh, <laughs> of course, I mean, I'm going to love this. So, um,
1: I mean, Chris did get the short end of the stick. <laughs> See what I did there? Dun,
0: dun, dun. No pun intended. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I I love the transformation that Zach Efron went through for this movie. Um, same with Jeremy Allen White. I, I think uh, I think Holt uh, McCallany and Myra Tunis, uh, um Fritz and Doris von Eric are the exact type of parents that would have raised Brightburn, um, <laughs> so, or uh, Zack Snyder Superman. Same difference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I liked I liked seeing like the old like wrestlers kind of uh, you know like uh, Casey Lewis whatever the fuck his name is, as Bruiser Brody was great. Shavo as the chic, not that not to be confused with the Iron Chic. Uh and Aaron Dean Eisenberg, who I'd never even heard of before as Ric Flair. He's like a 40 something, like he's like um he's like Rodney Dangerfield. Like he's getting his big break like super late in his mm-hmm. life, which I think is awesome. Um and Lily James. I think Lily James was really like kind of an, an unsung um great part of this is pam atkinson who is kevin von Erich's uh wife
1: yeah and and it's funny because you know we are talking about holt as the dad as fritz and again like like you said this is on my honorable mention again another movie that absolutely could have been on my top five and i absolutely yeah. can't wait till it comes out to purchase you know he it seems like he's overdoing it just a little bit but mm-hmm. then you see interviews with fritz and no. he nailed it he, he nailed absolutely it. Yeah. nailed it and yeah. like this was one of those movies that it's like really heartbreaking when you like, especially you know we we grew up in the 80s wrestling like so I remember but I don't remember I mean, like my, all the stuff that happened my biggest
0: them. 80s wrestling memory is probably when I was like eight and we went to a mm-hmm. WWE house show and I got to see Hobilly Billy Jim wrestle Andre the Giant I mean dude really yeah that's awesome that was never that's a pay-per-view cool. match it was never a TV match yeah. but like yeah. you know sitting there at the Cincinnati Coliseum watching two big beefy boys, fuck work rate,
1: slapping beef, yeah.
0: you know? <laughs> so,
1: yeah, this, I mean, this movie and just the story. And like you said, how a 24 yeah. is very, you, they you know, they do such a good job of honoring the the story it, it, that I still think it's a little weird that they didn't put Chris von Eric in there. Well, but, but like the
0: director and the writer explained it, like, I, you just could not do that. You could not like thematically, like even though it happened in real life, you could not. Your the audience would have been so blackpilled at that moment that <laughs> they would have walked out. They're like this. This is too much. Like the these, so, they can't all be killing themselves
1: yet. Yeah, here we are. So yeah and again that's a good explanation i still disagree with it but at the same time going back to what kevin and his family went through with the deaths of because again this was not like over 20 30 40 years right either this was a short amount of time other than
0: within six years three of them killed
1: yeah other than jackie who died as a six-year-old yeah all these other ones, yeah, it was like it's that six, seven year span, which, and well, the, you know, the David died, you know,
0: from other circumstances other than suicide, right? Uh, yeah. But like the rest of them, you know,
1: yeah, it was, uh, and, yeah. and oh man, it's so sad where the very end of that movie where he's talking to his sons and he's like, you know, I used to be a brother. And now I, I'm not a brother anymore. Yeah. Yep. And I, I, a couple of days ago, I just finished. I think I had watched it before, but never finished it. But the Dark Side of the Ring talking about uh, the Von erics yeah. And, you know, that was, again, it was one of those things that that was absolutely a quote from Kevin Von Erich because I forgot who he said it to. But, you know, they had the people on there talking about him saying that it's just such a heartbreaking story. Just and they delivered in this movie. Yeah, amazing movie. I loved it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so we already talked about two of your honorable mentions. So why don't you hit your last yeah. one? You so your honorable so, mentions are the Iron Claw, Grand Turismo,
1: and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Which again, as of a couple weeks ago, I was like this is in my top five. But the more I narrowed it down, yeah, I I thought this. I still like Guardians one, probably a little better, but I think, but this is one of those movies. It does such a good job wrapping up the trilogy and considering what we've gotten from Marvel the last five years, for the most part, this stands out even more because it's, I wasn't, I think I was numb to the fact of seeing so much bad Marvel stuff, whether it be the Disney plus shows or the movies that i was expecting this to be overrated and i wasn't a huge fan of the second guardians movie i thought it was fine but it it was a drastic step down from the first one for me this thing this movie was in i i love this movie there was there's some difficult you know moments we're talking about just talking about the uh the iron claw but in a different way you know when you're talking about animals and you know torture or and th- that's one way to get the audience against the villain is oh he's torturing yeah. animals right he needs to burn yeah. he needs to be stripped of his flesh but <sighs> yeah i love this movie but that's one of the reasons that why i couldn't keep it in my top five i thought it was because... just too
0: much you had the kids and the animals and it's like just pick one like yeah quit being so, like like james Bond was being like super manipulative
1: there you know and again, I, that every writer does, that, and that's I've. I was talking yesterday about that. Uh, about as far as when shows get me, I, so I can get where you're saying. Where I, I'm fine being manipulated, because that's what a writer's job is. But when it's like overt manipulation from an emotional level, and the example I gave was This Is Us, which I think is a fantastically written show. I watched the first two, two and a half years, but it got to the point where it was like okay you're just trying to pull it heartstrings yeah i'm out so i get where you're saying you and i could see where you're coming from with guardians 3 so uh this is a one and done for jess she even said it she was like yeah i won't be watching this again even though i liked it i'm not gonna be watching this again we didn't i absolutely will we didn't even review it did uh, yeah did you we did we see it around the same time or did you see it
0: no we both saw it like around the same time it's just the only thing we talked about we talked about its box office it looks like hold on wait Mm -hmm. uh maybe
1: we did review it
0: Uh, i I don't recall if we did we just talked about the box office like on the 15th okay we didn't even the 15th of may it came out on may 5th we we talked about how its box office was going strong like that that around that time we were talking about soups and lolo and ted lasso um Okay. And you talked about the Spider Verse uh, box office, like that—that that was it. <laughs> that was like you know we went on and on about the strike, <laughs> but yeah, like we didn't even review the movie. I think that's weird. I, I mean, like it's but it's it's the state of Marvel for us. Yeah. So I don't know. I I thought it was fine. I like I said. I I think he should have picked one. The kids or the animals, and it should have been the animals that stayed. Um, it should have just been the one little girl who saved Drax, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and where yeah. were where were Star Lord's uh rocket boots
1: that he always has on? That was a big it was just like come dude, on, come on. Gun, you
0: fucking hack. Yeah. Anyway. Dude, Ugh. again, have
1: him wear those and something happened to it. Okay, right. that's fine. Like they get shot dude, completely. Or yeah, but completely write them out. That made no sense. I think he forgot about them. I'm telling
0: you, James Gunn forgot about him. He it wasn't like, oh, well, I'm not going to do this. It's just, oh yeah, it's just this is a thing that that happens. But
1: yeah.
0: Oh, anyway. Um, all right. So you didn't you you didn't have any of my three honorable mentions, even though I know you saw all of them. Um, yes. So I'll just be quick. Uh, my first one is Attack of the Doc, uh, Chris Gore's. A uh, really fun documentary about the heyday of Attack of the Show and the rise and fall mm-hmm. of G4 TV. Um, it was great. It was fun to look back. Um, We really enjoyed reviewing it. At least I did. I think you did.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I really enjoyed it because it brought back memories of stuff where it's one of those where, I'm watching it, I remembered stuff that I kind of like. It was it was so long ago. It's like wow, I yeah. do remember this. Re- I remember
0: all of it. This. Reignited my love for Olivia Munn. Uh, Yeah, And uh, also my love for uh, cable television darling Kevin Pereira. So, (laughs) you know, Um, but yeah, it was great. Chris Gord knocked it out of the park. We gave it big marks on our review. Um, So, yeah, the other one is the Jennifer Lawrence led No Hard Feelings, which was actually in my top five until um, I saw Anyone But You. Um, This is the return of the raunchy 90s comedy. Uh, this mm-hmm. movie is a blast. I think I've watched it like four times, um, and not just the beach scene. Um, <laughs> but uh, this this is this is this is like not this isn't Apex Mountain Jennifer Lawrence, but this is peak Jennifer Lawrence when she believes in what she's like acting in, when she likes what she's watching, um, and or like she likes what she's doing. She likes the script and she tries. She's very great, good actress when she does this. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. she takes a lot of roles that I think she just does for money um, where it's like mm, you can tell she's not enjoying what she's doing. Right. You know, Um, this was not that movie. She definitely enjoyed what she was doing. It was very obvious and it was very good. Um, And then my last one is uh, (laughs) um, I think you watched it. Um, The Wrath of Becky. Yes, I just
1: watched uh, a couple days ago.
0: So I came across the Becky movies a few months ago um, and watched the first one. Actually, I saw the preview for the second one. I was like, what is this? And then they showed up on Paramount Plus, and I watched them back to back. (laughs) (laughs) And then I made Jen watch them. So, so yeah, this was just a, a super, super fun movie. Um, Lulu Wilson as Becky was a lot of fun. Um, she's like, she's like a mini John wick who's saving her dog instead of losing her dog. Yes. Um, you know, after watching her whole family die, uh, Sean, Sean, William Scott was really, really good in this. Yeah. Um, I, I thought, uh, that was good. And then, um, the the fun little twist with who Daryl Senior was I'm not gonna change like it's not like it was some big name actor but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil right. that for you because it's it's a yeah. huge part of the movie um, and I love the end because she joins like I'm just gonna spoil it because she she joins the CIA <laughs> yeah and there's and- a third one coming there's like there's a third movie that they they they're going to do and obviously like the 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 strikes and stuff like Delayed that, but they're definitely gonna do a third one, and I'm super excited about it. Um, this, you know, this is the definition is a... of independent movie.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, and sorry. dumb fun. Yeah, it's it's like one of those that we talk about all the time. It's not how good a movie is necessarily, but what do you enjoy? Yes, we. I mean, think about the '80s and how many movies like similar to the, in this vein where it's oh. just like, yeah. bad, but dude i love it It like i i don't know which one i like better becky or the wrath of becky well, i think i like the wrath better wrath of becky is
0: like a more like kind of thought out story becky right. the first becky's a little bit of a spot fest but kevin james is great as a neo-nazi in, yes and i like how the second, both of these the first
1: movies one. took two guys that you know for comic roles right and put them as these just bad people oh yeah i just i I really like that
0: i mean stifler was a bad person don't get me wrong but uh, yeah so but yeah anyway yeah so i mean that that's i you know i i just adore these two movies and and i'm excited for a
1: third one to come out so oh absolutely again it's one of those i never i've seen like i would see when i'm looking at movies but until you said something i don't think i ever would have watched this yeah so it, it it to me it's it has that similar type of silliness but it's a good time as a happy death day or something like that which we've seen we've seen both of those but yeah, yeah. I, that is just an enjoyable movie mm-hmm. just just so silly and yeah. great and creative yeah just
0: yeah I, <laughs> I'll I just know. say that I I just I adored it so anyway all right uh well we're way over time this is the longest yes. episode we've done in a long time so Um, we're going to go ahead and end this. This has been the certified infamous movie list for 2023. Um, again, are all these the best movies that came out? I don't know. I didn't see every movie that came out. Are they the worst movies that came out? No, because they were fun. Blue Beetle. Um, Blue Beetle was bad. Blue Beetle almost made my top five. (laughs) There are Um, a couple
1: bad movies. um, If I beat myself
0: in the head with a hammer repeatedly. See, I didn't see quantum media. I like I, I've, I've I've decided I'm not gonna see things that like don't look like they're going to bring me joy.
1: Yes. So because there's only so much time yeah. in the world. So.
0: so anyway, all right. On that note, thank you all for listening. Uh, let us know what your your favorite movies are, and we will be back next week. Later. See you. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. The show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.